Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. It's great to be here this morning to come to worship the Lord together. And it's all about Jesus today, isn't it? And to lift our eyes and our hearts to Him. And uh, if you go your Bible, please, if we can turn uh, to John this morning, the book of John. And chapter 4, and it's from verse 4. And uh, if you want to head in this morning, it's living waters. Living waters. John chapter 4, and we read from verse 4. And this is speaking about Jesus. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he, from his, as he was from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone down into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a, a drink? For Jews don't associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I will give them will become in them a spring of water well enough to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to go and keep coming here to draw water. An amazing uh, account there of Jesus. And you know, we often look at the... the uh, account there how the Samaritan woman you know she was an immoral woman and all the issues she had there and Jesus broke through the barriers didn't he and he spoke to her and he and he ministered to her and she became a Christian <laughs> incredible isn't it and we always look at that but I just want to ask a question this morning uh, she was uh, talking to him and he asked her for water out the well and Jesus said he would give her living water and the question is this morning what is living water and what water do we drink it's an interesting question isn't it what was jesus actually talking about so here's some of my props okay so water <laughs> I've got to not spill this. Okay, that's why I put it on the over, over here. Amazing substance, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. Uh, water. Anybody know what the chemical name is? Any any good scientist here? Here's two, which is two atoms of and one of. Cool. Top. Like you, you'd have all passed your science GCSEs this week with that. Incredible, isn't it? This just simple liquid is everywhere, isn't it? And in fact, what's absolutely amazing, right in the beginning of time, in creation, is one of the earliest things 
God created on this planet. And how do I know that? Well, in Genesis chapter 1, it actually says this, uh, chapter, chapter 1 and verse 2, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. Water was there right in the beginning. God created this planet and he was covered in water. And the Spirit of God was over the waters. And then it goes on to say, God said, let there be light. And in verse 6 on the second day, it says, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God created the water cycle. Isn't that amazing? He put water vapor up into the air and he put water on the planet and then he brought the land out of the water. So that's an amazing account there. So water's been with us from the beginning of time. And why is that important? Well, we know water, straight after that, God allows seeds to bear fruit and plants and things like that. Water is something that we require physically to sustain our lives, isn't it? And we need water every single day of our lives. You know, uh, you can live probably a month or so without food. You know, you hear people going on hunger strikes and they last about six weeks, seven, eight weeks without eating. And we hear that in protest things. Jesus, we know, went without food for 40 days and 40 nights. So you can live without food, but you cannot live without water. You will last, they reckon, about two to three days, and then that's the end of you. You'll pass away. So we depend on water for physical life. And 80% of me is water this morning. So you're looking at a container containing water. So probably up to there and down is water. <laughs> but it's an amazing substance. So it gives us physical life. So Jesus was talking to this woman and she thought he meant physical water. But he said, if you only knew who I was, I would give you living water. Living water is something that gives us and sustains spiritual life. It's an amazing thing. And what is living water? Living water is the eternal life that God the Holy Spirit puts into us when we accept Jesus as our Savior. It's an eternal living uh, substance. I cannot I can't even describe it. It's something in our souls and spirits that gives real spiritual life. And it sustains us, the living water that Jesus gives. You know, the world today offers, use a Donald Trump, fake water, if I can put it like that. You know, the world uh, is chasing after material things, money, jobs, leisure, pleasure, work, uh, families. All these things are fine. But I tell you what, they don't satisfy you, do they? They do not satisfy. It's like there's always a thirst. You know, if you've got money, you always want more. If you haven't got money, you want money. If you've got material things, you think, oh, okay, this, this shirt maybe is nice, but in a couple of months' time, I'd be looking for another one or whatever. We're always chasing something, aren't we? And that's the world. It just chases and chases. Why? Because it doesn't satisfy. You know, and we crave in the wrong things in our lives. It doesn't satisfy. How do I know that? Well, you buy something new, how long is it before the novelty's worn off and you want something different? Uh, you know, mobile phones, big thing, isn't it? How many different generations of phones there are and all the kids want the latest one and there's nothing wrong with the last one. 
There was a craving all the time. No, no, satisfy me, satisfy me. And do you know what? I'm old enough to know now, none of these things in this world has to offer will satisfy you. That you'll always want something more and more and more. But you know, Jesus offers something completely different. He offers complete satisfaction in him through having eternal life with him by asking him into our hearts and lives. He offers life-changing water, if I can put it like that, something that will sustain us. You know, he said in, uh, later on in John, if you believe in me, I will give you rivers of living water welling up inside you, he said. And you know, we need to, if, if you haven't, I, you know, I know all of you here today, but you know, sometimes we can assume everybody knows the Lord Jesus and made a decision in their hearts. But you know, this morning, if you haven't made that decision, you may have a head knowledge, but have you got a heart knowledge? Have you drunk of the living water of the Lord Jesus this morning? You know, we just need to say, Lord Jesus, sorry, I've done loads of things wrong in my life. Forgive my sins. Thank you, as Pastor Luke said earlier. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. He exchanged his life so you can have life. He went to hell, is the depths of hell, so we can go to heaven. He was beaten, uh, bruised, battered, so our bodies can have healing. He exchanged all that, and that's available to us this morning. If we say, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins, come into my heart and be the master of my life. And then we will have living waters in our lives. So we'll go on a little further from there. It says in verse 14, Jesus said, But whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I will give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You know, when we ask the Lord Jesus into our hearts, we have the living water comes into our hearts. Nice and clear and clean, isn't it, that water? This morning we can all see that. And I have another drink because we're parched this morning. But you know, the Lord gives us clean, pure water, eternal life in our hearts. And you know, as Christians, we've experienced that. When we ask the Lord to come into our hearts, we've uh, experienced that. But the sad thing is this. As Christians, do you know what we can do sometimes? I've got another cup here. Oops. A little bit different. <laughs> As Christians, sometimes we can go backwards and start drinking this water. Now, would anybody like to drink this this morning? It doesn't look very nice to me, does it? It doesn't look very... Shall I? <laughs> Sorry, I've got the coffee in there. <laughs> but if you can imagine that was stagnant, dirty water, do you know what we do as Christians sometimes? We start, instead of drinking the clean water that God gives us, we can go back to the world's water and start drinking that. It's a strange thing, isn't it, we do and sometimes we start going back to the old ways and, you know, we start drinking the things of this world. Oh, I want this. I want that. This is what I want to do. Um, you know, and we can crave after the things and start living the same as the world. But what we're doing as Christians is drinking dirty water. We're contaminating our spirit. And that's not good for us as Christians, is it? 
And do you know that water doesn't satisfy, it actually dries up my soul and my spirit. It dries us up. You know, I was looking at the word idol the other day, and the Lord tells us we to have nobody above him in our lives, doesn't he? He's to be number one in our in our hearts. But I thought idol. What's the first letter of idol? I. Me, 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 me. And do you know we can leave that come into our hearts? We can have idols. Uh, it may be material things. People, you know, idolize houses, cars, buildings, money. They idolize people as well, don't they? And we saw that. You know, if you look at the children of Israel, the people of Israel in the Old Testament, every time they went chasing after things of this world, calamity started coming their way, didn't it? And they took their eyes off God because they were chasing things, even stupid things like a golden cow. They were chasing, you know, uh, going worshipping that. They took their eyes off. But it was all about I, I dull, me, me, satisfying the things, what we call of the flesh, stagnant things in our lives. And do you know an idol, use an easy definition, is anything, this is my definition, and anything or anybody that takes us away from God. If there's things or people in your life that are taking you away from God, they can't be good for you. You know, we need to say, Lord, I need to surrender these things to you and put my life back in order. These things will take us away from God and they're not good for us. It's like drinking dirty water. And do you know what Jesus talked about? The rivers coming out of our life. Do you know what can happen? Those things. Have you ever been to a river? I, I sometimes go on the train to Cardiff and things like that. And you'll see as you go down the river, uh, sometimes lots of plastic bags and rubbish snagged up. And the water is blocked and dammed up behind it. And do you know what can happen in our lives? This rubbish that we need to come into our lives can start to block God's Holy Spirit flowing through our lives. It's like blocking and causing a blockage in our life. And that can happen to us if we allow these things to block God flowing in our lives. And we can stifle the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And you know, it's something I've got to be careful of. We all, I'm not saying about anybody here today, I'm talking about me, because God put his finger on me with this. You know, God wants us to have rivers of living water flowing out of us. It says, flowing out, coming out of us, flowing out of us. But we can say, no, Lord, I want to do these things. Maybe there's sin in our hearts, maybe there's things that's not right. We're holding on to attitudes, maybe there's hurts, bitterness, and things that they hold it, and we tap it, and the Holy Spirit can't use us, and we've blocked him in our hearts, we can block him. And you know, the symptoms that even I've experienced in my heart are things like, oh, my heart goes cold. I don't really want to come to church, not interested, I just want to be together with other Christians. Maybe don't read the Bible as I should. Maybe I, I'm not praying as I should. I'm not telling other people about Jesus. You know, those are the symptoms of a dry heart. And you know, it's, it's not good for us, is it? And do we wonder why this morning people are not getting saved? And this comes back to me. Have I stifled the Holy Spirit in my heart? Are there things in my heart blocking the Holy Spirit? Because we can do this. Come and see, you know, come and meet Jesus. He's amazing. He's the saviour of the world. And we can say to our friends and family, look, this is my life. It's great. Look what Jesus has done for me. And you know, they see through it straight away and think, oh, I don't want to live like you. That's not appealing to me. I'd like cool, clear water, not dirty, stagnant water. And you know, 
people to see what we are like, aren't they, every single day. And maybe if those things aren't right in our hearts, no wonder other people don't want to come to know the Lord because who are we showing when we show people those things in our hearts? Bit of a challenge, isn't it? As it comes to me first. You know, we don't offer contaminated water to other people. What we want to offer is the Lord Jesus Christ. Living water, the pure living water in our lives. He wants us to flow, be gushing out of our heart with his love and his power to your friends, your family, the people you love, the people in your neighborhood. That's what God wants us to be gushing, the people you work with out of our hearts. Here's an amazing um, record of a hundred years ago in this church. I've got to tell you this, it's amazing. And this is how the flow of the Spirit happened, the Holy Spirit in this meeting. I'm going to read from this book. Aberaman, South Wales, November 1919. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, that is it. <laughs> Stephen Jeffries, have you heard of him? He's a famous evangelist. So here, here, this church, 1919. The invitation came to him from its small assembly of just nine members. The earliest starting of our church, nine people. Listen to this carefully. And God wonderfully answered their prayers. They've been praying, seeking God. They were full of the Holy Spirit. That's why he was thrown out of the other chapels. Because they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. As Stephen preached, he was only the tool that God used. He was honoring the nine members' prayers. Only nine of them. There's more now here this morning. Listen to what happened. Crowds built up and 300, and it's underlined, mainly young people, gave their hearts to Christ. 300! Isn't that amazing? Stephen was no soft gospel. He preached, he preached no soft gospel. He preached the judgment of God, like the Old Testament. Strong men trembled and wept in this place. Strong guys. It says the second coming of Jesus featured strongly in his ministry and he uh, brought a great sense of urgency. This is what happened. News of that got to the papers, non-Christian papers. The Sunday Chronicle, November the 16th, 1919, said this. Big Welsh revival, more visions in a colliery village. That's amazing, isn't it? And it says this, this is directly from that... Uh, the Sunday Chronicle, a new religious revival which reproduces many of the extraordinary features of Edwin Roberts' revival of several years ago has broken out at the colliery village of Abaraman, a place of just 5,000 inhabitants. It's probably three or four times that these days. Indeed, listen what, what when the, the rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit flows, listen what happens. So remarkable are the scenes of intense religious fervor coupled with supernatural visions on the part of the converts and cases of what are claimed to be divine healing of physical diseases amongst them, that one aged religious leader declares that he has seen all three revivals, that this is the greatest of them all. Here, this place, 100 years ago. Why? Nine people, their hearts were flowing with the Holy Spirit, God's uh, power, and love flowed through them, through their prayer, he answered their prayers. Another man came and honored God, spoke the word of God, and the result was 300 mainly young people got saved. P 
people got healed. Isn't that incredible? Look at the chairs around you this morning. Can you imagine, just imagine for a second, you were friends, you were family, you were loved ones sitting in those chairs. You know God needs to flow to us, doesn't he, as Christians this morning? There's something not right somewhere. And this is a challenge to me, a massive challenge to me when I read those. We're a Pentecostal church here this morning. Are we just in name? Maybe. You know, we were founded on Pentecostal church. We're celebrating Whitson next week. You know, uh, years ago we used to have the Whitson conventions, didn't we? Celebrating Whitson. The interesting thing about Whitson, you know, the disciples and the followers of Jesus spent three years in the Bible College of Jesus. Three years with them. Uh, and they, they were directly with God for three years. But you know, when Jesus was crucified, they fell apart, didn't they? There's no power in them or nothing. But Jesus said, wait, I will, you will be baptized with fire. Do you know, they didn't start to make a difference in the world until that day in Acts chapter 2 when they were gathered in that upper room in Pentecost and the Holy Spirit fell on them. 120 people, the Holy Spirit fell on them. There have been millions and millions of Christians in this world in Britain, how did that come from there to here? Because people were full of the Holy Spirit and God used them to bring uh, life, living waters to here. Isn't that incredible? It's like a flood, isn't it? Uh, if you go up the, I go up the country park off me in Herondor, and you know, you see the River Amman, uh, sorry, the River Dare, starts right up on the top of the Bolfa, and you can see it trickling down, joins then, it comes into the River Canaan. Further down, you've got the River Amman, and there's different rivers around this area, and they all join into one. Goes into the Cannon Valley, which goes down the valley, joins the Taff, which becomes a much bigger river, and then that flows down to the sea in Cardiff. And it's so strong down in some parts. If you go down um, near Taffwell, there's a big uh, turbine system down there because of the force that river flow in. You know, each of us today, if we uncap our hearts and let the Holy Spirit work in us, we will be like those rivers. And then when we come together as a body of Christ, we will be like a mighty torrent, a flood bursting out of this place as it did a hundred years ago in this place. Are you thirsty for that this morning? Do you want to see God flowing in this place again? You know, there's something wrong in the moment, isn't there? Let's be honest, you know, I'm being honest. And it starts with me. Is God flowing? Is the Holy Spirit flowing through my life? You know, Pastor Luke has been teaching us about the Holy Spirit the baptism in the Spirit, you know, we, we, we believe in full immersion for baptism, don't we? And the baptism in the Spirit means fully immersed in God. You know, and that's what we need. We need Him to be into our hearts. He's been teaching us about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, we need to move in those, don't we? And I need to seek those. And, you know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit becoming like Jesus in my heart. And then what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens. In Samaria, going back to that story, you know that woman I was talking about, the immoral woman? She drank of the living water. She accepted Jesus as her Messiah and into her heart. And what happened? Verse 39 says this. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So people in her village got changed because of her testimony, because she'd met the Savior. The living water was in her heart. And that spilled out of her. 
I, I can imagine she couldn't stop telling people. I've met the Messiah. He told me everything I've done in my life, all the wrong things I've done and everything. How do you know that? He is God. I've met him. I've met him. And it says that so the Samaritans came to Jesus, him, and they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed for two days. And because of this, many more became believers. Then they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we've heard from ourselves and we know this man really is the saviour of the world. You know, our job this morning is to be full of the Holy Spirit, flowing out of us, and then we introduce people to the saviour of the world. I can't save anybody. I want to introduce people to the living saviour. That's what the woman did. She introduced them to Jesus. He stayed with them, and loads of people in that town became believers in him, became Christians. Isn't that brilliant this morning? And you know, it starts with you, and it starts with me. It's that desire. And to, this morning, if you don't know Jesus, first thing I would do is you may have come here many, many times, and you've, t- you've just sat here and listened to everything. You, you, we can all sing the songs. We can all do everything like that. But you know, have you really accepted the Lord into your heart? He's knocking on your door this morning saying, do you want to drink my living water? I'm offering it to you. He says this. Jesus says this. Sorry. Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. It's an open invitation. He doesn't judge us. He says, come to me and drink. If you don't know this morning, say, Lord, forgive me. Come into my heart. I just want to drink of the living water. Come into my life, in my heart. And you know, if we're Christians this morning, and our hearts have gone stale and dry, and we're drinking the dirty water, the things of this world, maybe sin in our hearts and things like that, you know, the Lord Jesus comes to us and says, look, I forgive you. He's a loving God this morning, isn't he? He doesn't beat us. He doesn't say, that's it, you're condemned. He says, come to me. Turn around. Turn away from those things. Put those behind you. Stop drinking of the things of this world. Put me first in your life. All those things I will sort out for you. You don't have to worry about those things. Put me first in your life. But he says to us, open your hearts this morning. Drink of me. He says this, whoever uh, whoever drinks of the waters I will give them will never thirst. Are you thirsting this morning? I'm thirsting to see people saved. Are you? To see our friends, family. I'm, th- I'm thirsting to see people healed in this place. I'm thirsting to see, you know, all the kids' clubs and everything. Those young people. Now, some of those kids, I thought they were going to come this morning. They told me they were going to come. I was hoping they were. But, you know, I'm thirsting to see those youngsters, some of them living in this street, that coming into this place and giving their hearts to the Lord Jesus. And I'm thirsting to see hundreds of young people filling this place. You know, that's the thirst we need to have, isn't it? But if there's things in my life I need to say, Lord, forgive me. Don't block, you know, don't block the Holy Spirit within our life. Say, Holy Spirit, baptize me again this morning. Flood my life and let me gush out. You are allowed to point people to you. Like that woman did, she drunk the living waters and her town got saved. Trust us, challenge us this morning and bless us. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.